Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. And do you know what you would be hearing right about now? What would we be hearing right about now? We'd be hearing an incredibly appropriate 28-day themed later introduction. <laughs> However, it turns out this isn't the 28th show of ours. This is the 29th show. Which rendered me in a very difficult position. Well, what was I to do from there other than just forsake it? What made you think it was the 28th edition? Do you know, I, I, I looked into, my little, um, into the little discharge book that I've got yep. where I write down all the discharge things. And I, I, I don't know, I, I must have seen D27 and assumed that that was the last one. Despite no. the fact that the, the D28 section is quite thick and fairly hard <laughs> to avoid. So um, I, I don't know, really. So, so we, we can interpret this as an apology, if you will. What can we do instead to play about with the number 29? What is there that you can do with the number we could 29? Do, we could do a leap year February-based thing. Oh, yeah. There we oh. go. Uh, so, but is it a leap year? Have we got a woman in here? Who, yeah, can, can she propose to us? Can she propose to us, all of us, at once? Wait, we what? are one entity. Because it, 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 women can propose when they want, really. But yeah. Oh, is there a tradition? There's a tradition yeah. on, on a leap year that a woman can propose to a man. Is Hence, it only on the 29th? Yeah. Got yeah. One day a year. What, what <laughs> every happens? Every four years. One day every four years. Uh, women get down on their knees and hold out a ring. Yeah. There was a movie about it called Leap Year with Amy Adams, except I always hoped the movie was called Leapy Ear, and instead <laughs> she just had one of the things on the side of her head that helps her hear just kept falling off. I've always, I've always wondered, if you were born on a leap year, yeah. does that mean that you only have a birthday every four years? If you're born and on the 29th. Te- yeah, yeah if, if you're born on the 29th, does that mean that technically... By the time you were actually I, about, sort of, say, eight years old, you would only be legally declared two. No, your, your birthday's moved on to 29th legally. To just bring it down, to just go, no, I'm not going to do comedy. I'm not going to go along with this. No, it's, no it's, I'm going to bring it down and answer your question properly. Well, this is what we're here for, to educate. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that in of itself was a great joke. <laughs> I don't know, I think we've educated people along the way. Have we? Have yeah. we really? I think we touch upon some really... Good subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hesitation in your voice as you as you spout that gibberish. And that is what we are here to do. Shall we introduce ourselves as spouters of gibberish? Let's. Um, I am James. This is my voice. I'm Jordan. I watched James shatter some scales in the bathroom with magical powers. Oh yeah, what magical powers? We, we 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 can get to this, Robbie. Who are you? Uh, I'm, oh, sorry, I'm Robbie. I've already... I've already answered that yeah, for you. Yeah, okay. But... Hi, I'm, I'm Robbie, and the mayor of Cheshire congratulated me on being well-spoken today. There isn't a mayor of Cheshire. Uh, in that case, it was the mayor of somewhere else. Crew. It was the mayor of Crew. <laughs> Cheshire yeah. is a county. It was the mayor of Crew congratulated me on being well-spoken, because <laughs> I had a conversation with him. And, Congratulations, you were well-spoken. Is that Cheers. really what he said? Yeah. That is a bit pretentious. That, and... Hey, I can hand, <laughs> I'm the mayor. I can hand out... I... Well, congratulations for being able to string together a cohesive sentence. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think more... More people should thank me and congratulate me on getting through a conversation because it can be difficult. <laughs> hey, Robbie, I know you're socially awkward, so well done. <laughs> well done for getting through a conversation. So, magical powers in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah this yeah. was a thing. You see, I was, I was applying or trying to see if I could apply to be in the French Foreign Legion. Right. And you have to have a, a certain BMI index in order to qualify. That, that, that's one of the factors. A body mass index index. Wait, what? BMI is body mass index, so BMI index would be an index of body mass index. That's what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. The index of an index. Uh, An index index of all the indexes. Yeah, so you're going to index your indexes and index your index finger. 
No, no, no. I'm not going to index my index finger. I'm only going to index all the you indexes. Okay. But I'm only going to index the but indexes gonna, of body mass. What fingers are you going to use in order to index the indexes? Well, I'm not going to use scales because... <laughs> <laughs> they're not fingers. What? What, I I what are you on about? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lost now. Should we just move on? Yeah. So anyway, um, while I was trying to figure out my... BMI index. I picked up the scales. <laughs> the, 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 those nice little kind of fancy uh, sort of glass-covered scales. Yeah. And we've got some in our bathroom. So really excited by the prospect of joining the French Foreign Legion. I charged <laughs> up the stairs like, like a giddy child on Christmas Day. And, and there I was. Ben was there, brushing his teeth, shirtless and hungover. And I reached down next to him to grab the scales and I lifted them. And they exploded. <laughs> okay. They, they, that, it was, that was it. That, just, that was it. Yeah, yeah, I just I, I I held them and lifted them, and it just all went and it exploded. And it, it blew up. Glass went everywhere. A I, piece I, of glass ricocheted off of Ben's penis through his boxes. <laughs> wait, wow. wait, what? As in the glass went through? <laughs> not not through his boxes, but it ricocheted. Uh, no, not through his boxes, through his penis. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's got a piercing now. <laughs> King Al- is it King Albert or Prince Albert? Prince I don't, Albert. I don't Prince know Albert. or want to know about Ben's. <laughs> any what? genital what piercings a, that Ben may or may not have. What a start to the show. What yeah, a start to the show. Very, very highbrow comedy. We've start as we mean to, to go on. It's verbal discharge. So guys, do you follow anything to do with the UFC? At all. I'm aware uh, of the UFC. I, yes, there's a UFC fighter called uh, Norris McGinty, and I follow him down the street every day. I know of Chuck Liddell, or Chuck, is, is, is he the, the Iceman? Ice the Iceman Chuck Liddell. Yeah, but he's not as good as Norris McGinty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but like Norris McGinty doesn't have a quirk like yes, Chuck, he does. Like, like Chuck he does. Liddell has. He does. What, what's he's his got, quirk? He's got a man that follows him everywhere. Also, and who, that's me. What, what's his like? What's his his, his fighting name? Uh, Norris McGinty. What's what's the bit like, in, in quotes in the middle of it's his name? It's Norris McGinty. The big Norris. Norris. Norris McGinty Nor- McGinty. <laughs> Norris, Norris McGinty. Norris McGinty. <laughs> Are you aware of Ronda Rousey? Ron, Ronda yes. Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Ronda yes. Rousey. Oh, is she this very, very hench? hench? Um, she's, she's the bantamweight champion of the... Well, she was the bantamweight champion of the world. She was beaten by a former boxer called Holly Holmes, who is now the bantamweight champion of the world. And um, the this ain't more like it. Oh, that was a bit of that, a crack. Yeah, there was, a, there was a bit of cracking going on there. It was just too much banter. Just like just like Ronda Rousey, <laughs> just like Ronda Rousey's skull when she took that kick at the end that knocked her out. Anyway, um, so she she's she's decided Ronda Rousey that she's going to quit the UFC. She hasn't, oh. but this is what I'm doing for my link. She's decided <laughs> yeah. she's going to quit the UFC, oh, and probably shame. because of the brain damage she sustained during her, her various bouts in the UFC, she's decided she's going to go to Waterstones. And in Waterstones... <laughs> she's as, in, as in, is Wait. she releasing a book? Or no, she's not, releasing, she's, she's not working. Or, she's just shopping. She's okay, just no, shopping. So you say she's quit the UFC, so she's going to go to Waterstones. No, no, no. If you're, if this, you're this is, the, she's taking some time out. If you're in the UFC, are you therefore out. not allowed to shop at Waterstones? No. Is this no. a contract thing? No, Did, she's gone there to buy um, the totally unoriginal and waste of paper that is grey because she's probably got brain damage. That's why. Who else would buy the book? <laughs> you're both. You're both in there. It, this is in parallel worlds. You're both in there, okay. and you both see Ronda Rousey, and you're taken aback by pure feminine power and charm, and 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 you want to ask her out. And I'm going to ask. <laughs> I'm going to ask both of you. How do you ask Ronda Rousey out on a date in Waterstones? Right, so let's just, just in order to give a good answer, we need a full assessment of the situation. Yes. How recently was she beaten? 
um, like a week ago. <laughs> so trials. so she's she's still a bit bruised. She's still a bit bruised. There's still physical signs of beating. Well, yeah, they, they, I think she's still in hospital actually at the moment with a broken jaw. But anyway, let's ignore. But that. but she's she's escaped the hospital. Yeah, she's escaped the hospital to go and buy a copy of best best selling novel Grey okay. by E. L. James. So what's the rough temperature? Of the water stones. <laughs> about 25 degrees. Is that warm? Right. Um, that's not, that's, that's, 25 that's, degrees centigrade, centigrade, not Fahrenheit. Okay. Okay. okay, yeah. So, that's, so that, that, that isn't hot enough to make a, is it hot in here or is it just a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I would increase the temperature by 75 degrees in order what, to... What, centigrade? Yes. In order <laughs> to... <laughs> Everyone in there would die. <laughs> <laughs> in order... I, I want to make a joke about how the water's evaporating in the water stones. I feel she'd find that funny enough because she'd be... Yeah. Yeah, but not when she's a puddle she'd, on the floor. She'd be delirious by this point. She'd she would be delirious. She'd be dead. <laughs> no, I'm increasing this very suddenly. She wouldn't be dead inside a minute. So she'd, she'd then be delirious inside like me too much. Yeah, but that's... Wait, wait, no, 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 be, no, no, no. Can I finish my plan? No. She'd be beginning to de- dehydrate. She'd be becoming delirious. Therefore, she'd confuse me with someone really you, attractive. You've just increased the temperature to one degree below boiling. Her blood will boil no, in her I've veins. In, I've increased Her two, eyes will explode. I've increased it to boiling temperature. And also, I then, I then take her out of there, and she's charmed by the fact I'm a funny, b be heroic, and c because she's so delirious and can't see anything straight. She thinks I might be attractive. Okay, okay, I'm going to say that she she enjoys the fact that she's been rescued. She doesn't know that you turn the heating up that far, <laughs> but she appreciates the quip you made. Yeah, I just no no no. Let, 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 let's stay on this. I just want I, to, I, I want to address Robbie's plan here. Okay. Robbie, right? First of all, you presented with the issue where you have to run in. And save her. But like as soon as you enter the, the, the water stones, that branch, your blood would begin to boil. You are No, because I haven't turned it up yet. So when are you turning it up? Shortly after I realise Ronda Rousey's in there. But then you have to go through that. Yeah, to but save then her. you've got to sustain your blood boiling. Yeah. You're relying a lot on your ability to drag UFC <laughs> previous Bantoweight <laughs> champion, Ronda Rousey, out of a boiling water stone. Yes. Do you think you could do that? Yes. See, because that alone... You're, you're forgetting, though, that I am invincible. Fair, I, I suppose so, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got me Do you me know there. what? This worked for me in Tesco last night, so I don't know why it wouldn't work for me in Waterstones. Okay, Plus, so are you confessing to a crime? No, no one died. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're false heroics. <laughs> so I, my, my plan would be I, I would try and avoid injuring her or any other staff or customers <laughs> at the Waterstones. How how far into the purchasing of Grey is she? She's just she's just taken off. She's just re- she's just she, read the blurb. Just reading like maybe the first yeah, yeah. couple of pages, yeah, ju- yeah. just to get a bit of a taste for it. Has she already read Fifty Shades? Um, no, she's she doesn't particularly like the idea of the female's perspective, so she's going for straight for Grey. She wants the male perspective. Yeah, she wants the male perspective. <laughs> right. Okay. My plan is I approach her and I, I pick up a similar book. Not not the same book. But, but but a similar book. Oh, like when they had the shelves and shelves you, of erotica after Fifty Shades came out, and they all looked the same. On a, on, you, on a, you, c- sir, can I make a joke? You, yeah, can, you, can, make a you joke. could pick up one of the other 49 shades of grey. What I would do is I would go oh, in there. come on. And <laughs> I Someone reacts. I would pick up a deluxe paint colour chart that contained 50 different shades of grey. And, and I would say, hey, you like those 50 shades? We'll check out this bad boy. You... And I'd whip out my literal Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and I think she would be so stunned by the fact that I carry around with me a deluxe paint chart detailing Fifty Shades of Grey 
that she would have no option but to you immediately then, propose. You then... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's because a leap year as well. Because, yeah. It is a leap year. It's a leap year. You then swap out the Dulex for Durex. That that would be a really dull coloured condom. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's grey, yeah. all fifty shades. <laughs> the grey rainbow, grey oh, bow. Dear. But no, it's I, rainbow. I, I think I think my, my my plan. I would I would have to pick up something, um, a bit more, uh, some like a book near her, and just try and engage her in casual conversation. Okay, and then and then just hope that. She would she would be caught by my by my wily charms. Okay. So so I, so I, th- I, yeah. I might otherwise there's another plan. Okay. I might just pick up a book nearby her as well, just throw it at her and duck. And as she turned around, she'd be like, "What was that?" Is this is this school like playground flirting? <laughs> was that how you did it? Oh, uh, you know, yeah, that's you how a lot you, of yeah, kids do it. Like, I threw yeah. books at each other. I don't like you, but I, but I like you. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm mean to you is... because I like you. It's, it's a bit of a quite a known thing amongst like primary school children. Like they don't know how to process those emotions, so it just comes out as I'm going to be really, really mean to you. All these feelings, feelings deep inside. So you both have Rhonda's attention anyway. Yeah, Terrific. we've we've both got it. She's almost dead though in Robbie's <laughs> she's, universe. She's almost dead in Robbie's universe. Where do you both take her for a date? Oh, oh, right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, so we're, we're assuming. So yeah, I'd, she's going to say yes to you probably. I'd take her to a water dam. You take her to a water dam. Yeah. And what would you do at the water dam with push it? Push her in. Okay, so you've murdered. <laughs> no! You've murdered former bantamweight champion. She's thirsty. She's thirsty. It's interesting, though, that you've... Have you, have you ever been to a hydroelectric dam? <laughs> no. Have you seen the sheer force of the water coming Fine, out? Fine, I'd take a swimming. Okay, okay. In a, in a hydroelectric dam. <laughs> <laughs> the f- sheer force of the water rips two of her limbs from her body. Wait, but she's not dead. Which, which ones? Which ones? Um, I, she's she's a better boxer than she. So her legs. Mind you, you need your legs to box. Her arm and. Uh, yeah, both her arms. In a swimming both pool. Her arms. Both her oh, arms. Oh, no. no. That's terrible. Wait a minute. But don't boxers do swimming as like a cool down the day afterwards? Sometimes. Yeah. Well, so, well, why, why would she do that if she's getting her legs ripped off every time she touches water? Not water. Not, <laughs> not every <laughs> time she touches water. She's, she's only had her legs ripped off, Robbie, because you pushed her into a hydroelectric <laughs> dam. <laughs> <laughs> I then changed my mind and took a swimming. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. You, okay. You, so you did the whole. I can't tell you, Mama saved your life thing over the side <laughs> yeah. of the. Have you taken dam. her to like just a swimming pool or yeah, like or, or like to Waterworld for a bit of excitement? No, I've taken her to a swimming pool. I'm not maiden money. <laughs> <laughs> if you got your flex card out, <laughs> you, you said I'm not paying the full price, so you better have your flex card, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using those two for ones on the side of cereal boxes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how like um, a date goes. At a swimming pool, really? I do. Um, they, like, they, don't, they don't. They don't go well. You're right. Do you want to? Do you want to come swimming? And then it's just you. Just like I, I, I don't know. I suppose it works because like I, I took a girl to, on a date to a swimming pool. Really? And how did yeah. that go? How did it turn out? Well, it's Shannon, so <laughs> all right. Oh, so yeah. it's going now. Okay. Then. See, but how long had you been together at this point? Um, we weren't together. Okay. Oh, so it worked <laughs> out very well. Yeah. Okay. So Robbie, you're, you're definitely in there. Yeah. With UFC <laughs> yeah. former bantamweight champion. champion Ronda Rousey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so where would you take her, James? Well, I would avoid murdering her. Hopefully, I, I wouldn't murder her, but I would use her to murder. You, you <laughs> see, she is <laughs> a, a, okay. admittedly only as the former bantamweight champion of the world. She could probably beat most people, like the overwhelming majority of people we encountered in the streets. Oh, without um, a doubt, like like in a fight. So, what I would do 
is we I'd, I'd buy us both a balaclava and we'd go on like a romantic Bonnie and Clyde spree and I would use her fighting skills as the weapon. I wouldn't need a gun. I'd walk in and say, right, give me all the money in the till or former UFC champion fighter Ronda Rousey <laughs> will, will beat you up. See, but I've seen the Entourage movie and her entire subplot in that is that she, she wants the, the guy that fancies her to like her for being more than a former UFC bantamweight champion. Wait, she has a movie about her life? No, she, no. Well, she's going to. She's going to play herself in her own biopic. Oh, right. but, um, That's cheating. She played herself in the Entourage movie, which is terrible. Her whole thing was like, oh, you only like me because I'm rough and I'm a famous person. Is that how Ronda Rousey talks? That's how she talks. I haven't heard much of it. I've, I've only really heard like the sounds of her fists hitting <laughs> the dead slabs of meat that are her opponents. So, so I, I, think, I think overall, though, I don't know. I don't know. James, I think your, your date would be more successful just simply because she's coming off of a defeat and she wants to feel, yeah. she wants to feel like... She wants to feel strong again. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm giving that to you're, her. You're, you're enabling her. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to think so. So, so. so the dates have gone well and you, you've, right. walk, you've walked Ronda Rousey back to a house and, and she's fumbling with her keys. And you, and you know the stereotypical thing, oh, you're fumbling with her keys. What do you do? Do you make a move or... Stab her in the throat. <laughs> okay, so James has killed her. With the keys? <laughs> no. I'm going to... Because little does she know that I've got current UFC bantamweight champion... Holly Holm. Holly Holm. Is it home or home? Just home. Holly Home. H-O-L-M. H- oh, it's a really well, weird name, isn't it? Without little, an S on the end. Little does she know that my house is my Holly Home. So she gets home. And she gets her keys out, and she puts them in, and it's, it's Holly home, and she just stabs her in the chest. Okay, so there's been, there's been murders in both, <laughs> both universes. James has killed Ronda Rousey, because he... But Robbie... He, but Robbie has, has not. killed Holly um, home. No, you oh, got no, Ronda well, Rousey okay. too. No, because my house isn't actually... Uh, oh, okay, so family. only Robbie progresses to the last thing. It's 15 years later. Okay. You, you have children with Ronda Rousey. Oh, fantastic. And, and you've got a bit bored. Okay. Do you run away and hope that she never finds you? <laughs> or do, do you stick it out and use alcohol and drugs? Well, I don't think I'd be realistically able to run away considering the media attention it would have garnered our relationship. I think, I think by this point she'd be pretty washed up. Yeah, but I won't be. Of Come course, on. no, sorry, of course, yeah. Uh, whereas she will be very, very happy um, with... with with the relationship. So I think I'll continue for her sake. You'll continue for her sake. Yeah. A very chivalrous end, and I have nothing more than that. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's inspired by Ronda Rousey. And I, I think that said a lot about our romantic capabilities. Yeah. I, I, I think you've, well, you're both very, very interesting dates. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, I think we could both pull it off. I, I think so. I think I, I'm a very interesting date in as much as I look like a raisin. Verbal discharge. Verbal discharge. So guys, you know how we're normally quite upbeat, we're, we're quite cheerful, quite jovial. Yep. But yeah. we, you know how we've, we've generally, we've got that aura of just, we're, we're just unassailably likable. Yeah. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I think so, I think so, I like us. We're always very fresh, very friendly, very warm and cosy and we're, we're fun. Uh, yes, we are the funsters, that's why they call us verbal funsters charge mm-hmm. well that is all about to change because i have got a very very sad link for us oh dear it's really really sad it's, it's actually quite sad okay like, it's genuinely quite sad is it is it sad is um, it one of our biopics yes <laughs> <laughs> no i have i've got some really really sad facts for us okay um and we're just gonna just gonna go through them and just explore them so here you two are there's six of them um would one of you like to take these and jordan would, would you care to read out 
The first sad fact. CPR hardly ever works. This is this is true. This is, is true. This, this is very, very true. Um, studies suggest that fewer than 5% of people who receive CPR survive longer than a month after it is administered, and only 2% go on to retain a normally functioning brain afterwards. Oh. Unless your dad is the rock. In which case, do you know what? You can survive anything. No, no, no. Oh, if you're referring to, to okay. the end of San cult Andreas. classic San Andreas. Yes. <laughs> As discussed in episode 23 of Verbal Discharge. If The Rock was giving you CPR, then you would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> for the pure weight that he puts on your chest. This And yet it was fine for, for Phil Collins' daughter for some reason at the end. of You know what? We've done all this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've made all the jokes we <laughs> could Am I handing this over for Andres? Robbie to read the second yeah. one? Or? Yeah, yeah, sure, if you want. Is there anything else we want to say about that today? fact about cardiovascular... Uh, oh, wait, I'm going to have to look at what it says. What is it? Cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR. Nice. <laughs> Robbie, would you care to read out the next sad fact? The northern white rhino is the world's most endangered animal. It is. It is indeed. Uh, the northern white rhino is the world's most endangered animal. There are absolutely none of them left in the wild, and only oh, well, that's that's not most endangered. That's most extinct. Um, no, this is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. Right. Um, there's only three left in captivity. So there's mm. only three left alive, um, and they're all in the. I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. The Old Pieta uh, Conservancy in Kenya, and research their doctors have conducted have suggested that the two remaining females there are completely incapable of giving birth. They're infertile. Oh, oh that's, that's pretty wow. sad. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets even worse. Um, oh. The Conservancy is trying to raise one million US dollars in order to perform an artificially assisted reproduction right. and breed the rhinos scientifically in a lab. However, there is not enough public interest and they can't accumulate Ooh. the funding. Can they not? Can they not just like siphon out a load of dna and like semen and eggs and then just um, you whip it all in a bowl it. and then you just kind of whack it around and just like, oh there you go and well, then not with like a whisk but <laughs> with like proper surgical in- instruments yeah that's how i try and artificially inseminate <laughs> to perform an artificial birth just, not, not even a clone, them, clone them yeah do you like a jurassic a jurassic park but with rhinos you get all of your <laughs> you, you get your big rhino egg which is like as i'm sure we'll remember about the size of a tennis ball and you toss it in there and you get your bucket of uh, rhino semen pour it in <laughs> whip it round with a spoon and then a few months later that, a rhino and then you pops put it in a frying pan and turn it into yeah, an omelette i was gonna say that's an interesting omelette recipe yeah. jordan beat me to the joke yeah. anyway. never mind oh, I was gonna, also don't you have to crack the rhino egg open first hey. okay jordan would you care to give us our third sad fact <clears throat> a child dies of starvation every four seconds mm-hmm. and um, for, can oh, we can we just can, can we, we just, just wait four seconds yeah one two, two three and oh. a child is starved to death. Now, oh. if if you want to participate at home, please count um, <laughs> four <laughs> seconds periodically through. The the, yeah, children. just count every four seconds and just go. Yeah, that, that's another one for some uh, for some context here. Um, that evens out to just over seven million children starving to death every year. But what what's the birth rate? How many people are born every second? More than a starving. The population is only going up. Are you Googling what the How birth rate is? How many people are born every Four second, seconds. Okay, every, every second. Four seconds. Man, look something up on the computer. It's a really good thing. How many are there, um, Robbie? There are four children born every second. 
Wow. 19 births to every 8 deaths. Okay, so... That's a lot of... Uh... For every 7 million children that die, there are 28 million that are born? Yeah. That's In right, fact, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not even children dying. That's only children dying by starvation. starvation. Yeah. Yeah. But there, right, there are 9 births to every death. No, to every 8 deaths, sorry. 19 births to every 18... Eight, 19 births to, to every, every 8, eight deaths. deaths. So yes. that's, that's 2 births to every 1 death. Yeah. So, come on, use no, your just, just over, just over. Yeah, because it's 19 is not an even number, so you can't divide Oh, I thought you said 18, anyway. sorry. Nope. My mm, bad. Again, we, we've gone from man looks something up on the computer to, to, to three men struggling with to math do math. mathematical ineptitude. Well, What's we, 48 we times do 2? Um, eight, eight, no, no, 90, 96. 90, no, 96, 96. 96, yes, we got there. Yeah. We did it. Good job, Go team. team. Go team. It would have taken me longer, though. Okay, um, let's, let, let's have our fourth sad fact. Peter, Captain Zebedee's friend, kills the Peter, vast majority of the animals it takes in. Peter uh, stands for the, um, what was it, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Um, in 2014, Peter put down 88.3% of the animals it took in. Hmm. Which is interesting, because by their standards, that's quite low. Um, in 2006, they put down 97.4% of all the animals they took in. That's a lot of And animals. the reason they have to put down so many is because people, they have so much difficulty rehoming them. Mm. There just isn't enough interest to rehome them all. So they've just got no Are option but to put them down. Just trying to raise awareness. Are you being really environmentally conscious suddenly? No, I just want to be really sad. Oh, okay. Fair I'm just, just really, really sad facts. Okay. Um, you, you, you'll, you'll see with this next incredibly oh, sad. Good luck reading the next one out, Jordan. I don't agree with the next one. I'm just going to preface that. Do you because... know? Read it out. Read it out <sighs> without any prefacing. Well, I've just prefaced. I will, I will explain it. Okay, okay. Educated women aren't desirable. Um, this, whilst seeming initially to be quite a controversial statement, is actually just uh, quite a sad truth. Um, according to a 2013 study conducted by the Ohio State University, women over the age of 30 with a university education have lower marriage rates than men of a similar age who lack a high school education. Right, no, surely this is... <sighs> It's basically, the study has proven conclusively by taking field data that women with an education are less desirable than men with no education. Well, See, that's I, I, just because, unequivocally, men are better than women. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, no, I, I that thought, is, that I is thought, a... I thought this segment is low on jokes, so I thought I'd put one in there. So you thought we'd... Uh, because we'd so you thought you'd, you'd yeah. not put another I, joke in there no, and just put, express your personal no, opinion. No, because I can't think of any level on which I personally am better than any woman I've ever met. Mm. Well, no, actually I can think of a few. A few women. Also men. Also, men. Yeah. I can think of men as well. Yeah. I can think of people of both genders. Yeah. What What do you What do you make of that now, Jordan? Given I, that I've well, given you that information, I, I I I kind of understand it because there are a lot of horrible, horrible people in the world. But yeah. now, um, I I personally I don't agree. I think I think education is a wonderful thing, and it's also quite an attractive quality. As do I. But, but um, evidently, not everyone <laughs> shares that viewpoint. But then again, you know, I suppose if you have a larger uneducated po- populace than highly educated populace, then there's going to be more uneducated people who are married anyway. True, I suppose. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, admittedly, I, here I haven't actually fact-checked this against this, uneducated women yeah, and educated see, men. Yeah. This is something I learned about in something critical thinking, which was like half an A-level I did in year 11. <laughs> Misleading and statistics. The other thing is, why? how do we know they're undesirable and they don't just not want to get married? Yeah, they could be in pursuit of higher knowledge. I'm, I'm admittedly just taking yeah, this yeah. study and twisting it yeah. for my own, my own sad, sad needs. You know, um, you know they made out metal helmets in World War II to be bad? Because more people ri- were injured, but why do you think more people were injured? Because more people were wearing them. Yeah, but because less people died when they got shot in the head. <laughs> so, Fair so enough. people that misleading statistics. They they bring it out and they say, yeah, well, we've put these metal helmets in, and now more people are getting injured. Yeah, because less of the people have been shot in the head have actually been shot in the head. They've just got whiplash. That's interesting. Yeah, hmm. Robbie, would you care to give us the next sad fact? Uh, Blue52 is the world's loneliest whale, and also my Twitter username. Blue52, this is, this. I, I personally, this is the saddest one for me. Okay. Um, there is one whale uh, that was first discovered in, I believe, 1989, and since 2004, it has been discovered every year since. Right. So okay. we know that it's still out there. Um, whales are quite well known for travelling in packs or herds. I don't know what the term is for a cluster of whales. Is it like fish? It's, no, they're mammals, though, aren't they? So it wouldn't be a school. But they they, they, they travel in packs or herds, whatever you want to say. A this squad. Is, this is the only whales. known whale which spends its entire life alone. And the reason it is called the 52 Blue, or Blue 52, is because of the vocal frequency which it sings at. Um, due to a vocal defect... It sings at a different frequency oh. to all other whales oh. and is completely incapable of communicating with any of them oh. and is doomed to spend its life alone. And it has been referred to as the world's loneliest whale. Oh, that, that, that's, actually, that's actually really sad. That's, that's one of the saddest things. It doesn't matter that since we've been talking about 100 children have died. That is a really sad whale. <laughs> it, it, See, but yeah. I thought initially you were just going to say well, it's a whale that prefers to be on its own. I thought there's nothing sad about that. No. But it, then, no. It, just, that is, it, it actually... is incapable of communicating with other whales. Well, that's, that's tragic. You can that's hear, um, on its Wikipedia page, there is a little sound clip and you can hear the frequency that it sings at. Oh. And it's a, it's just a different frequency to uh, to other whales. So, having heard all those sad facts, Robbie, could you just recap them all for us? So, the saddest facts are CPR hardly ever works. The northern white rhino is the world's most endangered species. The child dies of starvation. Every... The child. <laughs> the child. The child. The one. Is this one child? The only child, and he dies over and over again. Four years. Yeah, four seconds. He's then brought back to life every other second. And just killed again from starvation because he's never eaten. Uh, Peter kills the vast majority of the animals it takes in. Educated women are not desirable. And the Blue 52 is the world's loneliest animal. Wait, can, can I touch on something that you said there for a what? second? That if, if, it, if, if you could have one child that was doomed for eternity to be revived and then starved to death over and over again so nobody yes. else had to, would you doom a person to that fate? Ooh. Wait. Wait, is in as not also no one else had to. No one else had to starve to death, but he would be in an endless, infinite cycle of starving to death. The better question is: Would you volunteer yourself? I would not volunteer myself. I like food. (laughs) (laughs) Brutally honest, but would you? Would you you do? Wait, would you be just tied down, or would you be just dying of starvation and waking back up? Yeah, you would die of starvation every four seconds. You're otherwise able to get on with your everyday life. Well, no, because you keep dying every four seconds. Yeah, but you get used to it after a while. It's just like narcolepsy. But, yeah, but it, it would be so difficult it's, to... It's to... basically chronic narcolepsy. 
Yeah, if, if you I, died if every I, four seconds. If I had to, yeah, but you get revived every three. Have you ever felt really hungry? Yes. Right, yeah, Robbie, imagine Robbie. that. Yeah, but imagine, so I didn't actually have to eat because I just died of starvation. I Robbie, get used to that pattern. I'm going to time you here. Right, I would like you to imagine, let's say you're, uh, you're, in, you're in the shop. Yeah. You, you're picking up the essentials. You need some yeah. milk. You need some bread. Could yeah. you please act out this scenario? Jordan, I want you to be a shopkeeper. And every four seconds, I'm going to tell you that you're dead. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Uh, three, two, one, go. Oh, boy. Look at this milk. Oh, okay. This, so this is that... a wonderful Are you dead? <laughs> what? I'm back alive. What the Think hell? I come back alive after two seconds. Dead. So, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to tell me when I'm back alive. Dead. you got to tell me when so, I'm back alive. alive. Okay, so I'm alive. Okay, so... Uh, dead. Does... <laughs> Sir? Alive. <laughs> when does the milk go out of date? <laughs> the 25th. Okay, why can't I see Dead. Alive. Carton. Why can't I see this on the carton? You should put this on the milk. Dead. Alive. More responsible with the milk. Come on. Dead. (laughs) Alive. How much does it cost? You would keep dropping it. You'd never get there. No, because some people strengthen their grip when they die. But what... The the, the thing, now that we've experienced that and recreated what that would be like, would you doom a child to that fate? I I I take that on. If no one else, but if no one else ever be so yes, because you, you would take that. I I I kind of enjoyed that. You would novelty. die of starvation every. Yeah, you enjoy it as a novelty. But, but if not, you actually died of starvation every you'd four get seconds, used to it. You'd get used to it after about a week. <laughs> I'd say. I got right. you. I got used to living on a diet of nothing but one bowl of pasta a day. I suppose you're not that far away from dying so, of starvation. Exactly. I can get used to dying of starvation once a week. That's so yeah. right. So knowing all of those facts, which would we say is the saddest? Uh, oh. I know. I think Blue Fifty Two. Bless him. It's quite sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Blue Fifty Two is pretty damn sad. It's. I think it's fascinating, and it's quite interesting what it says about us when we find a really lonely whale sadder than. Children dying. Then, somewhat, the, the, than a child, a very young person that we, uh, is, is is the same species of us dying under terrible circumstances every four seconds. Mm-hmm. Curious, isn't it? But I think I relate to that whale more than to a human of my own species. What? Because you can't communicate with anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If only the mayor of Chiswick came over and congratulated him on being well spoken. Um, what would you say? You know what? Let's just let, let's do this. Rank them all, you two, oh, from the saddest oh, to the least not. saddest. Okay. All right. So are we starting with saddest at number one? Yeah. So Blue Fifty Two is the saddest. Then I think Peter killing the vast majority of the animals is the second saddest. Mm. Then the white rhino. Then educated women. Then CPR, and then I think the children dying is the least sad. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know why, but that just that's just how it strikes would me. Would you would you give it a difference? Uh... I, I probably would, yeah. Blue fifty two. Then I would go with children dying of starvation. Then because <laughs> I'm better than Jordan. Uh, <laughs> then oh, CPR hardly ever works. Uh Northern Rhino, then Peter, because frankly, those animals were already sort of in the worst possible position. They were already in pretty dire need. So really the fact that they're, they're dying isn't, they'll die humanely, isn't that bad. And educated women, because that statistic is stupid and misleading. So that's the least sad? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, get on with your life. If it's, if it's bothering <laughs> you, get on with it. It's not oh. difficult. Do, do, we, do we feel sad now? Uh, yeah, actually really, really yeah. Yeah, I was so. It was when I was on the way to the studio with Jordan. I was explaining to him, like, I hope we make some jokes because if not, (laughs) this is this is going to be a bleak, bleak. We're we're subverting the nature of comedy podcasts. We've decided instead of doing comedy, 
we're just going to talk about dead whales. Verbal discharge. So there's a brand new reality show on the telly. Oh. oh. Do we know about this? No. Uh, it's called I Might Be a Famous Person. Please remove me from this haunted house what I'm in. Oh, I've heard about this you heard one. About this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like all those other ones where you take a celebrity, you put them in somewhere, uh, and then something happens, and then you stick them all together, and you see. What yeah, happens. yeah. No, see I, if, I, like, I remember. I remember so, seeing the article when um, one of the contestants was beheaded by a poltergeist. Yes, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really compelling stuff. Well, we've actually got uh, the ex- exclusively the first episode of the new series. Oh. on verbal discharge. Tonight. Oh, Ooh. fantastic. So, yeah. I am going to... I mean, I'm not going to do this because this the, we're actually going to have them in. They're actually going to come in and do this. We are going to pick out of my glasses case, because it's the only one <laughs> I've got to hand, a random celebrity. Okay. And from there, you are going to have to navigate the haunted house over the course of... I mean, the link. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. So, if you want to, I'm just ruffling them now. Jordan, you want to go first because you're closest to me. Ooh, 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 I'll take this one. Okay. And James, I'll, I'll acquire one. I'm going to go for this one just here. Oh, okay. I've got one. I've got one. And okay. And I, I've got one as well. I've got one. Okay. I'll, I'll just I, I don't know who mine is. Okay. Who have you got? Fred Astaire. He was an old timey singer man. Do you want to pick a different one out? Yes, please. Okay. One, one I mean, I... Fred Astaire has been beheaded and he's out of the house. I am Cher. You are Cher. Okay. I'm Cher. Do you want to share it with everyone? Um, and Jordan. I I am I I am not sure how to pronounce the name. Wildcard Peak Anyone. Was he the New Zealand rugby player who died? It's <laughs> 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 Jonah Lomu. Oh right. No, um, no. I, I can, can I, can I swap the wild card in? The wild card is pick anyone you yeah, like. Yeah, but I want it to be forced upon me. <laughs> oh, I've heard you say that before. Um, Wait. 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 Okay. Um, oh God. Who have you, you got? got? Jedward. Wait, am I both of them? <laughs> You're both of Jedward. Yes. I get, wait, where are they from again? Are they? Uh, they're Irish. Uh, are they Irish? They're, they're from some bizarre corner of Ireland. I say that as they're all of Ireland. This <laughs> bizarre corner. Uh, and I've got Steve Wozniak. Who was the the co-founder? Kind of <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would like to welcome us all to the very haunted, haunted celebrity house for celebrities. This is the entrance way. This is where you get to know each other. So, do we all want to welcome each other and, and shake hands? Is it haunted in here? <laughs> oh, is there a pot of gold in anywhere? Oh, I've only, I only, I don't know how he actually talks, but I know what Seth Rogen spoke like when he played him in the biopic, so I'm just going to uh, talk a bit like this. Uh, how are you all? I've forgotten how Jedward speaks. God, he kind of talk like in this sort of campy Irish voice. That's not even close to <laughs> what it was. But it, it, it's, it's quite, quite camp Irish. Ooh, Jedward! Oh, wait. Ooh, what? Oh, Jed. Oh, Jed. Oh, I'm so scared about this. this. Is that Jedward or is that a ghost? I don't know because my microphone's making me sound like a ghost. I'm sure. (laughs) Are there ghosts in here? Okay, it's time to move on to the first challenge. The giant keyboard, like in the movie Big with Tom Hanks. (laughs) So, in front of us is a giant keyboard. However, it's playing itself. Can... Seeing as we've got what, two musical guests and someone that's an expert in different sort of keyboards, can they try and sort out and stop the keyboard from playing itself? Oh, there's ghosts playing this keyboard! Do you believe in life after death? <laughs> oh, i got to go find Keith Lemon and do a challenge with Keith Lemon on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
you know what? I'm going to give up on this format here and now. <laughs> it was an ambitious attempt, though. This, 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 yeah, okay. Can I um, just, I'm, I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to do this, but can I please state that my do you believe in life after death joke did not receive the laugh that it, re- it you know deserved. What? I couldn't hear it because it was so high pitched. It just yeah. wanted white noise. And well, that, that's all Cher is. It's just it's just auto tunes to, <laughs> to just an unnecessarily high amount of hertz. <laughs> this is actually Cher right now, just unauto tuned. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cher. This is what I sound like. Do you believe in life after love? No. I can feel the love inside. Lyrics, do you really feel you're strong enough? You're so loud, James. You're so loud. I think, actually, I'm going to ban this and do an intervention instead. Have you ever thought about being quieter? (laughs) No. You are so loud. uh, I don't know if anyone listening at home that's that's perhaps never met us, or has never met James anyway, has ever heard James, because you normally can if you're inside about six miles. I am am regarded as being quite a loud person. The other week when we finished the podcast, and sort of there's a bit in which you, James and Jordan, will head off in one direction, I head off in another. And I've been walking along this bit for maybe five minutes, oh, maybe two minutes, two minutes. I just put earphones in and I could still hear James because he's so loud. <laughs> I, am, I, have, I have been referred to as being quite loud. I remember Jordan saying once that, what was it, that, that there's no place in the house. Oh yeah, there's no place, being that me and James live together, there's no yeah. place in the house where I cannot hear what he is saying. No. I mean, not just, like, hear the kind of baritone of his voice, but just the actual words that he's saying. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It's, it, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> it means that I've, I've got quite a good natural speaking voice. I'm very good at giving presentations, but in, in just day-to-day conversation, I'm, uh, I'm not good. It, I'm, I'm terrible at Chinese whispers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift for you and a curse for everyone around you yeah. as their eardrums pop. It helps that. I remember I gave a presentation and realised that neither of you two are in my group, so you didn't experience this. Uh, no. Um, and most of the feedback I received was, you're really loud, James. You've yeah. got a really loud voice. <laughs> yeah. you, James is like, everyone kind of just stereotypes, not stereotypes, but makes general you know statements. What? Because it's easy to do, and I decided to just do it now, yeah. because I, I, I'm ashamed of the fact my thing was so poorly prepared in the five minutes we had i'm very oh, sorry i i could have done a better jedward but i after they appeared for the first time on the x factor oh. i no longer listened to them no you no you couldn't have possibly done a better jedward that was the best jedward impression ever done it was like could, having them in the room could you imagine if jedward had james's power of voice <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to imagine i don't want to imagine jedward given any more power than they already have what a day it'd be though what 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 a, what a day it would it would be that's that's quite it's um, it's it's a curious one. Like me being stereotyped and put into boxes. Like just to go back to it. Yeah. Um. The, the same. Um. Like I, lots of people. Like I. I was referred to at my old workplace as the tall one. <laughs> Which am I not more to you people? Is this all I am than my my three defining characteristics, which are I'm tall, I'm loud, and you're northern, and I'm northern. When, when, <laughs> no, you're you're not any more to me. My defining, <laughs> I when I got to sick form. Uh, my defining characteristic, as one of the PE teachers used to call me, because um, I used to play, we used to play five-side football against the teachers, right. former mm. teachers, and um, one of our PE teachers took to calling me that saying that I look like a gay gondolier. A gay gondola? What, as in the people that push gondolas? Yeah, as in the people who go around the canals in in Venice. Now that's a curious one, because A, 
it infers that there's quite a typical kind of visual yeah. uh, visual stereotype of a gondolier that you would come to expect from them. Also, that uh, you can have a camp version of that and see that you, you look like one of them. Yeah. So that was my sweeping generalisation, <laughs> which was very, very, very detailed. Yeah, it, it's an interesting in as much as it, it's quite detailed, but it doesn't strictly make sense, as most of the things PE teachers say. That's <laughs> yeah. quite true. There's a it. reason they teach PE. This is I, Lord Admiral Horatio Nelson, and I listen to verbal discharge. This is Phantom Radio and it's verbal discharge. The time is 26 minutes past six. Woo, Robbie has the floor. Time. I have a floor in my house. That's how I stand up. Woo! Uh, speaking of, so if you had a floor, one of the things you could do in this is to have a parlour. You could use that floor as a parlour. You could. And if you had a parlour, you could play some parlour games. Parlour so, games? Parlour games. Ah. So I've Googled parlour games. Fantastic. And from Googling parlour games, we're going to play whatever the first parlour game that's come up is. And what is the first parlour game that it's has come up is? The Minister's Cat. The Minister's Cat. This is so. It's an easy. I'm just going to read the description here. I haven't read this. I'm going in blind. Fantastic. It's an easy around the table activity. The Minister's Cat begins with one player describing said cat with an adjective that starts with the letter A. Oh, this is rubbish. I'm not going to play this. <laughs> you then go B, C, D, etc. Second one. Alphabets. We know how they work. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jordan, describe the, the cat with a letter, beginning with the letter A. An anal cat. There we go. Let's move on. It's very clean and tidy. Uh, next one. <laughs> that is what I meant, how, by the way. <laughs> how, what, where, and when. Most of the popular 20 questions. This is a guessing game that doesn't require any supplies and need to pick up. One player starts by thinking of an object and the others formulate guessing question with four questions. How do you like it? Why do you like it? Where do you like it? And when do you like it? Um, so, I've, Jordan, I've got an object. So? Okay. I've, I've got an object. I've got an object. Okay. Oh. How do you like it? In the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like it? Because it goes in the butt. <laughs> Where do you like it? In the butt. <laughs> when do you like it? Regularly. <laughs> okay, okay. Is it a suppository? No. Is it the letter U? No. Because it goes in the butt. Oh. In the butt. Oh. Uh, what is it? It's a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Uh, next part of the game. Next part of the game. Proverbs. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, in this... <laughs> In this, <laughs> I was hoping you had something else. Just in, something no, else. Just think of an object first, because we had pop plug. <laughs> in this great game for witty wordsmiths, that's us. This game's oh, for here us. we go. Oh, yes. Oh. This is our cup of tea. This is what we've been waiting for. We've One done... person, uh, Jordan. This can be you. Okay. You, is chosen as the guesser and leaves the room while the group agrees on a phrase. Shall but I go? Shall I leave the room? Not until I told you the rules of the game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tradition requires a proverb. Such as a Rolling Stone gathers no moss, but we suggest using holiday songs or sayings such as "It's the most wonderful time of the year." When what? the guesser returns, <laughs> what? I don't understand. <laughs> when the guesser returns, he or she will think of an, or she will, he or she will ask various questions. The person must guess the first word of the phrase in his or her answer. The second person will use the what? I don't understand. 
I don't, okay, I don't understand. So we're gonna, you're gonna leave the room. Oh, great. We're gonna think of a Christmas song, and you're gonna try and guess it. Point at me in Studio Two when you when you're ready. Okay, James, do you have an idea for the Christmas song? Uh, wait, a Christmas song. A Christmas song. What's a good idea for a Christmas song? Are we doing a Christmas song? Yeah, let's pick a Christmas song. Um, I'll, I'll, Frosty the Snowman. Uh, okay, Frosty the Snowman. That's that's good enough. Let's get Jordan back in. Jordan, Jordan, can we not change it last minute? <laughs> And Jordan's back in the room. Jordan's back in the room. So, uh, you can ask various questions. What, what am I getting? Am I just... Uh, is it a song? Oh, okay. Uh, what so, am I guessing? I'm, yeah, or we a can proverb? Only, we or... can only, I can only say one word. So if you ask me first, and then James can say two words, and then we can count up, and you will try and guess it as few goes as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or... It's a Christmas song. You oh, it's a Christmas, Christmas song. song. Does it involve reindeer? No. No. I, okay. 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 <laughs> James, you can answer with two words now. Okay. Wait, I don't, I don't understand. So I can only answer with one word. You can only answer with two words. Right, okay. Is it a song about a particular snowman? <laughs> it is. Yes. Is it Frosty the Snowman? <laughs> oh, wow. Quality. Oh. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Come on, those are like... Does, I, when I think of Christmas songs, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or <laughs> Frosty the Snowman. We could have gone for a, a more niche one, like Chestnuts Roping... Roast, roping. <laughs> chestnuts Roasting <laughs> on an Open Fire. Uh, okay, that's... That's, I'm going to have to look at a different website for more polar games. Okay, here we've got, we've got one. The name game. Everyone, no, I don't want to subscribe to your email. Go away. Go away. Go away. Could we, could we, the thing is though, I didn't want to do a Christmas song. I would have liked to have done a, um, like, like a Sun Tzu quote from The Art of War, <laughs> such as, the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Okay, uh, another game, another game. Professor Moriarty was, this is called, Are You There, Moriarty? Professor Ron Moriarty was the arch nemesis of Sherlock Holmes in the classic stories written by, I know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, people despised him because of his fictional transitions as a guy that walked... Uh, um, Two-player game where the players blindfold each other. One whole... Oh, we haven't got blindfold, so we can't do that. <laughs> um, hot cockles? That sounds interesting. Know uh, thyself. Know thy enemy. A thousand battles. A thousand victories. <laughs> one person sits in the chair. We've got one of those. While the main player puts their hat head in their lap. One by... No, let's not play that. Wink murder, we can't do that. Oh, God. Regard your soldiers as children, and they will follow you into the deepest valleys. Look on them as your own beloved sons, and they will stand by you even unto death. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. What, what, what Thus, what is of supreme importance in war is to attack the enemy's strategy. Uh, <laughs> are we are we giving tips out to like some Russian sleeper cell somewhere? Or? <laughs> a good commander is benevolent and unconcerned with fame. So the master starts by pointing uh, one of the players and saying a title. Uh, the pointed player must continue the game by saying the title himself, which must connect the previous title in some way. For example, having a word in common, so the time machine to time enough for love. Fine. Okay. Let's do. Let's do. Go around this once. James, you start. I wasn't listening. Okay. I was. I was. I, Just I was... say the name of a film or book. Um, Fargo. <laughs> That's something with multiple words in the title. Oh, with multiple words in the yeah. title. Okay. Um, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Okay, Jordan, you have to say something that features one of those words: a film or book. Just one. Just one. Star Trek Into Darkness. Do you know what? None of these are very interesting, are they? 
This isn't going to make the cut. This this is going to make the cut. This is going to make the cut. You're going to put this in the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to put this in the podcast. Look you know at what? Jordan nervously like... checking the time. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we got to keep this going? The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. And here we are. We're rambolic. We're shambolic. We're bucolic. I've got colic. We're melancholic. <laughs> that, yeah, we're melancholic. It's it's all the colics. We're alcoholics. It's all good. <laughs> we're, we're melancholic after that sh- link in the middle of the show. Yeah. After our, we, but, we became so sad. It was it was, it was pretty sad, wasn't it? it maybe was maybe a bit sad. too sad. It was. It was I hope so I hope it, it hasn't made our listeners too sad. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope we've we've depressed our listeners. Too Again, sad to cry. <laughs> hush hush. Tear in your eye. We're subverting comedy. Like people think comedy is to make you you, you, you laugh. It's not. No. It's no. to make you cry. We're going to make more. you weep. Weep tears of sadness like standard tears. Speaking of which, call your mum. Bet she doesn't answer. Um, okay. <laughs> 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 okay. So on that, verbal discharge, isn't it great? Oh, it's pretty good, isn't it's, it? It's, it's pretty it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, do you know what else is great about it? What? The website. What? Ooh. But, like, our website, Robbie, it is pretty good, but is, is it going to get better any any so. time, is it? Oh, I think, at the moment, if you look at it, you don't really see a lot, do you? You see one post. At the moment, the one by Jordan, Jordan's glorious blog post, what was it about yesterday? Oh, that, that damn thing, yik yak. That dang thing, yik yak. That dang, dang, yik yak. Dang, dang, yik, yak. Them yaks on my farm. That yikity yakada. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got Jordan's blog post, or whoever, whoever the blog post that week. We, blah, 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 blah. Um, however, 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 in the next few days, changes are are coming. Oh, dun, 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 and dun, dun. foreboding. An exciting change will happen, as in the website's going to look a bit different. Oh, that's gonna... quite exciting. Yeah, it, oh, it is. It is. It's the first time it's changed since the Verbal Discharge website went live in October last year. So it's wow! It, it, it's for a very belated first anniversary. Yeah. We're going to change the website. We'll, we'll, yeah. We're yeah. going to put some exciting stuff up there. You'll be able to see things like uh, the same stuff will still be on there, but yeah. like you, you'll look at it differently. It'll be easier to access the content. Yep. It'll be nicer looking. We'll we'll change your perspective like a good documentary. And for those yeah. of you that are not interested in what we've got to say via like you know the the text form, mm-hmm. that we have we'll have a bar at the top, won't we? Yeah, we'll yeah. have all the podcasts on, so yeah. you can, so if if you know you're illiterate what, or what drinks will we serve? Um, mai tai, <laughs> mojito. Wait, isn't isn't mai tai a type of cocktail? I'll tell you. Oh what. wait, no, which, which is the one that's the the martial art? Oh, that's muay thai. <laughs> it's karate. Oh, same thing. It's it's same mai thing. tai, but with a U in the mai and and a H in the tai. But what? <laughs> why why isn't there like a martial art in which you hold cocktails and try not to spill them? And the sole objective is to knock the other person's cocktail out of their hand. We can start and call this. it yeah, yeah. call it the Mai Tai Muay Tai. <laughs> we can start this. This would be good content for our YouTube channel. Hey, <laughs> that was actually a good segue for once. Thank you, thank you. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to make. How, how do you make a Mai Tai? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went to one of those flare bar things, you know, where, you know, you know, when they teach you how to f- flip all the bottles and stuff. Right, okay. Yeah, I got yeah. kicked out because I broke too many bottles. True story. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't they sort of expecting people to break bottles? Yeah, they're, they're expecting you to break some bottles. Not all of the ones they hand you. Every single bottle in the place. Um, the things that are in a Mai Tai it is described as South Pacific sunshine in a glass, which Ooh. just sounds dangerous. It's very, very nice. <laughs> Um, apparently in there, you've got uh, one and a half parts Carta Blanco, one and a half parts Contrario Liqueur, mm. quarter part lime juice, one and a half parts pineapple juice, one and a half parts orange juice, 
One dash of grenadine? What is grenadine? It's, it's that, sound... it's that thick purple syrupy stuff. Oh, Why was... does it sound like a disease it from sounds... the 18th century? It sounds like a poison. <laughs> um, you need one part carta negra, some, that sounds racist. some ice, and you garnish it with lime wedge and mint. And it's really, really nice. And when my loan comes in, I'll be wasting all my money on them. Why... And then I'll be kicking it out of your hand. Why is... <laughs> <laughs> Why are they all French? Why can't we have less French ingredients? Why can't we just have nice English words for ingredients? Are, there, are the ingredients French? No, but all the, Is all orange the, juice typically all the, French? All the names other than bloody orange juice are yeah, but French. Then, but then you've got to think, what's the British equivalent? Well, come up with one. I've, uh, so you're putting, you're putting a half of pedigree. And then yeah, you, you, a you, bit you, of Carlsberg. Some Stella. Some Stella. And, and some you, bells. Then you beat it round your wife's head. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, you've got a real man's cocktail. Some Bovril. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell you what you do. You get one of those things off the end of a bird, as in like a, pro- a, pro- like a cockerel or something, rather than like Jessica Ennis. And then <laughs> you, you tape it to your never regions. Then you've got a proper cocktail. <laughs> Way there we are. Most obvious joke in the world, and I've just done it. But you did it in character, so I think it's <laughs> yeah. so I think it's okay. Daniel Day Lewis points. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, who let Daniel Day Lewis in here with his method acting? It's, it's interesting that because he, that, he stays in character throughout the entire shooting. I, I know that um, when they were filming Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> He uh, don't do it, Robbie. I'm do not do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, I, I saw that <laughs> flicker on your face, and I, I saw that register, and I knew the joke you were going to make, and it didn't go down well at Twisted Tongues, and it certainly won't go down well here. Um, but no, for the um, for preparation for Last of the Mohicans, he taught himself a bunch of survivalist skills. And then just buggered off to live in the woods for like two months prior yeah. to principal photography. <laughs> and that, that was him getting ready. That, that was his method acting. Joaquin Phoenix, for the entirety of the shoot of Inherent Vice, didn't wear shoes. He didn't wear shoes on the lead up to it either. For no, months. Yeah. Uh, and by the time he got onto, uh, onto the set, the soles of his feet had grown really black and leathery. <laughs> I watched actually the other day, I'm Still Here. I don't know if you're aware of it. Um, no. It's the documentary uh, directed by Casey Affleck about the two years in which Joaquin Phoenix gave up acting in order to become a rapper. Was that a thing? Yeah, he gave up rap- acting for two years in order to become a rapper. Oh, how did Except it go? Except it was all a hoax because he was doing it as an art project about would anyone believe that a cele- like, this celebrity wasn't involved in rap at all would go and become a rapper. So it was all Terrible. the ruse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all in order to make this documentary and see if people believed it. And there's a lot of Joaquin Phoenix talking to himself and shouting at himself in the film uh, and a bit where he does a pill on his mate. Oh, so yeah, that's 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 fun. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> he yep. does a poo on his mate. Yep, yeah. There's a bit where his mate's sleeping there, and he walks over and does a poo on him because he's got two Academy Awards nominations. He can do it. And wants. yeah, when you've got your two Academy Awards and nominations and everything, you can you can poo on whoever you want. Doesn't matter. No, <laughs> no one will stop you. <laughs> Those are the rules. Tom Hanks, notorious, notorious. He oh, just... Tom, are you pooing on me again? <laughs> and he waves his Academy Awards in your face, and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slip this time. But I tell you, <laughs> this <laughs> is the last time, Tom. This is, and then he flees away, let going, it... you said that last time. <laughs> let it slip down your face. He just sticks his <laughs> bum out the BT Tower all the time, <laughs> and just aims randomly. Terminal velocity, like. Oh. <laughs> Can you aim a turd? Yeah. If you've got the right equipment, such as a sexton and a telescope. A sexton? Isn't this. Don't you Wait a minute, a sexton? sexton isn't that yeah, a, you use that to measure angles. No, a sexton is a member of the Catholic. No, no, not a sexton, a sextant. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, the, the little kind of angle measuring seafaring equipment. Um, the telescope, well, the sextant is already a telescope, but the telescope is not for telescopic purposes. You remove the lens and use it to aim your poop. Nice. I like it. I like nice. it. Even though the lens is quite narrow. I don't know if I could produce such a fine... You could after a Saris. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> like, uh, the, like, you finish a Saris and it comes out and you can still see the chicken in it. Oh. And by that, I mean it's whole, it's still got feathers. I shouldn't say this about Sari, given the amount of money I've given him over the course of <laughs> my like, three years here. Those uninitiated oh, Sari yeah. is a... I, I don't know how many times we've mentioned him now on the pod, but Sari is an owner of Sari's Fast Food, which is quite a popular fast food establishment in Derby. He's well known for being quite the personality around town <laughs> and abusing his staff. That's, that, that's what he... Sari Special Box! <laughs> you, my chips? you can't the, you can't see the slapping motions james are doing but he does slap his staff yeah he, he's that, wait does he probably <laughs> <laughs> oh we're gonna get we're Let's gonna get yeah, launch a slander campaign against the closest derby's got to a local celebrity we he is a local celebrity like I, the, 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 you see people like commenting oh my lord and <laughs> sari's added what? me on facebook sari he's oh, got he's got a facebook Who and he goes thunk? he goes to walk about they let him in free yeah, I know. They let him be free. I think he bribes them with like, like he comes in and like, like he, he calls a bouncer over and he's, he's like, oh, mate, mate, come over here, come over here. And the bouncer's like, what? What is it? What is it? And like he just he looks around just, like, just nervously, and then he holds his hand out and he slides him a chicken nugget. <laughs> and they're like, you know what, sorry, we're good. With you and me. You know, you know. Come on you, in, come you, on in. You know, you invite him to a party and he brings a load of free food. Yeah, I've heard about this. I, I know someone who did this. Yeah. Who invited him and he brought a bunch of like kebabs around. See, he's just abusing his status, though, isn't he? It's he, like. When I turn up to parties, I don't bring a podcast with me. I don't bring all the equipment to do a, to do a show. And I'm pretty sure that's the only reason anyone talks to me. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, the only the only thing that he, he gets away with it because it's food, and people are like, oh, "I'm a student. I need food." <laughs> um, but if you were an Academy Award winner, and every time you went somewhere, you took all of your awards with you, people would start well, no, hating no, you. No, quite you, fast. you don't. You don't offer an award. Like, like, because that—that's not what you're offering. Okay. Like, Rob, Robbie's joke was based on the fact that Robbie makes podcasts. Sari makes terrible food so if an academy award winner came around to your party you'd expect them to give an academy award worthy performance <laughs> <laughs> what, in your parlor game yeah in your parlor game you play charades and <laughs> they should start with, breaking with daniel down day and lewis and then he <laughs> looks at a fly and you're like god damn it daniel you've ruined the party <laughs> he pulls it out he's got philadelphia he's, he gets encouraged as the city for three months he spends all his time preparing. He grows skyscrapers <laughs> on his back. City. And on that <laughs> so, bombshell! Yeah. Oh, oh wait, what, what a top gear now. Apparently, that we might as well be. They don't exist. Yeah, except are they you, do are you Jeremy Clarkson then? Because you're the tallest one. Am I? Am that, I? That, that makes we did you this. Richard Hammond. Oh, yeah, this. we did this with a link, wasn't it? Episode, I want to say 16. Maybe 15. Jeez. 15, geez. 15, 15. It was episode 15. Regardless, it's it's time to end. What a what a what an interesting show it's been. It's yeah. definitely been an amalgamation of sorts. It's been sad. It's been bad. It's been <laughs> everything you you'd want that. and more. Bad in the local dialect sense, which means good people. <laughs> it means really good. Does it? If you're hip and down with the kids like me, then yeah. So let's go ahead. Uh, where where yeah. can people find us? They can find us on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge. You can find us on the Twitter at verbdisradio. Or you can find us on our website, verbaldischarge.co.uk. Which will be new and exciting soon. Yeah, changing. Uh, you changing. can also email us at things at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Please do. Please send us absolutely anything. Literally anything. We will enjoy just, it. Just say the word hi. Please, yeah. Can everyone that gets this far in the podcast that listens right through to the end, can you all send us the word hi? Yeah. Just as just a, an email. As, yeah, as, as a curiosity. Also, hello to any new listeners we might have this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello to you all. 
as ever. Um, I hope mean, you're enjoying fish. Please send us your opinions on what you think of the very first thing you've listened to us. And what a show it's been. What, how are we going to end this? How are we going to tie this off? I don't want to do a final word. It doesn't feel like it. Can we have a final phrase? A final phrase? Okay, that still involves a final word. Okay. So I feel, as he's the one that suggested it, James, you should probably be the one that does the final word. Do you have any disagreements with this? Do you have any? No, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy, happy to do that. All warfare is based on deception. Hence, when we are able to attack, we must seem unable. When using our forces, we must appear inactive. When we are near, we must make the enemy believe we are far away. When far away, we must make him believe. And James, do you have a final word of the show? We are near. <laughs>